Hello, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Mark Rayshap, and this is Another Bottle Down. It's a radio show and podcast about wine, wine lovers, uh, winemakers, uh, everything about the wine industry. And we broadcast in Austin, Texas on 91.7 FM and then create this podcast afterwards. So thank you so much for being there. Uh, today's show is is really quite special. Uh, I interviewed Alessandro Samogin, who is uh, in charge of the the Prosecco House Borgo Luce, and we we get into some really great discussions about what Prosecco is, and then ta- really talk about the geography. So not all Prosecco is the same. There, there's really a, the heart of Prosecco, which which makes a huge difference, called Valdobbiadne Conegliano, and we'll, we'll we'll get a good pronunciation from Alessandro, um, and, and then we really. Uh, at, towards the end, dive into the discussion about uh, kind of the Grand Cru's of Prosecco, what they're calling the Rive. So I learned a lot. I think you'll really enjoy it. And we also had Steve Alley weigh in. Steve works for the Sorting Table, uh, who imports Borgoluche and gives us the perspective of how Prosecco is doing in the market, the perceptions, and uh, and all the ins and outs on the business side. A uh, couple plugs before we get into it. Um, this week and in the fall, there's so much wine related stuff going on in Austin, Texas. So uh, this Friday, November 17th, is Big Reds and Bubbles at the Driscoll, put on by the Wine and Food Foundation of Texas. That's always an amazing event. Saturday, November 18th, is CL Buteau release party at Hotel uh, Cecilia. And, and CL Buteau is a Texas wine made by Randy Hester. They're really doing amazing things. Uh, check out his website for more information on that. Sunday, November 19th is the uh, Austin Food and Wine Alliance's Wine and Swine event, which it might be sold out, but uh, it's really important to get that on your radar. It's an amazing event yearly uh, at Camp Mabry. Great venue, too, for it. Uh, And then also November 19th, the Wine for the People, and that's Ray Wilson. Uh, Ray is presenting her Texas Nouveau. It's a release party for Dandy Rosé and her new thing going on called The Grower Project. I recently had her Sangiovese and it was just stellar. So that's going to be at the Palm Door. More information at wineforthepeople.com. All right, let's get into our discussion with Alessandro Samogin. And we're going to start off by hearing him describe how Valdobbiadne is quite special. Thank you for having us, and then it's a great opportunity, and then it's my pleasure. Well, Borgo Luce has always been one of my uh, favorite Prosecco producers, so I'm really, I'm really happy to have you here. I want to start by saying that Prosecco is not all created equal, right? Uh, we have some Prosecco, and then where your winery is and the estate is in a, a higher up on the quality tier, and that's a village called Valdo Biadne. Can you tell us about how, how is Valdo Biadne different? Valdo Biadne is different by many different things, uh, mainly by the patient, by the people that live in this uh, special place, by the history, by the soil, but what uh, we have uh, around us that, uh, that make the difference. And then it's also really uh, what we have inside, what uh, my father, my grandfather uh, teach us. Yeah. And then now we are trying to put uh, this uh, this in uh, in practice. No? 
Yeah, can we can we start a little bit with the history? Uh, you say that the history is a little bit different. Did that was uh, Valdobbiadene a a hot spot for wine from a long time ago? Yeah, mainly the. Um, at the beginning, uh, the first uh, document about Prosecco in the area is um, dated about uh, 18th century. Yeah. And then, but um, if you would put uh, a date about the Prosecco in the in the area is about um, the 19th century. It was 1878, something like that, uh, when the uh, Enologic Waymaker School was founded. Mm. Is the oldest and most important school for the winemaker in Italy. And then this is the, the first step, I think, the, the most important school in the, in the area and then in the history that give the opportunity to study the different method, uh, the wine, the grape in the, that we had in this area and then the different type of uh, vinification. Yeah, but there was wine made there beforehand. It just wasn't what we know of as Prosecco today, right? Or am I wrong? Was there not uh, grapevines since the Roman uh, times? Yeah, 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 yeah. But when speaking about mainly about the Prosecco, the Prosecco the, area, the, 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 you have to know that uh, in one of the label of the, the Borgoluce, there is a Latin words that uh, the family that's on Borgoluce uh, received the land by the king of Italy uh, about a thousand years ago. And then there is a document where what they exactly receive. Okay, and then one of the, the, the description of the different activity, the different uh, production that uh, were at this time, and one of these is vine. Mm. Well, and but it was all kinds of things at that time, right? I mean, it was yeah. in a state that was producing food and drink for 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 many people. Yeah, Vergolucci um, is about uh, one thousand two hundred hectares. It's quite huge surface, a private surface in the northeast of Italy. Is the most industrial part of uh, Italy with the Lombardia and the Piedmont. Uh, is is a small world with a. a philosophy is the philosophy of the family when um, I have been start working for the family the first thing that the family explained me that uh, Alessandro we are not the owner but we are the guardian of this special land and then all the different agriculture activity that we are managing is um, the, the aim is to preserve and protect this special piece of land yeah and then I'm I'm lucky because uh, I was born in the castle of the family my wow. family, uh, my grandfather was in charge by the, the family to um, uh, rebuild the forest destroyed after the Second World War. And then for, for this reason, uh, all my family lived in the castle for a long time. Wow. And then at uh, the end of... Uh, and that's where the, that, that's where the winery is today? It's where or? the family is based from a long time. The winery is quite close, it's one kilometer far from and is uh, the castle is the center of the estate but uh, this uh, is a special family is really a low profile family is uh, really one of the oldest family in the, in the area but they give you the idea that uh, they're not the owner <laughs> really really <laughs> is really and then i grew up with one of the daughter the smaller one with Caterina, and then uh, roughly 20 years ago i had the, uh, the opportunity to work to um, for them and then it was uh, fantastic for me it's my passion yeah and then uh, my wife also is a winemaker and then he studied uh, in the dinologic wine school in Conegliano and then now we have the occasion and then the, the possibility to work together 
And yeah. then it's fantastic with this family, uh, with my wife, with, and then I'm doing what I like and then what I love. That's, that, that's wonderful. That's, and the fact that you are steward of, uh, and, and not the, you know, and not part of a family that owns it, but, but wants to showcase what the wine is all about. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. What uh, um, I was speaking before uh, with you during the, 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 the this fantastic taco that uh, Steve uh, took in the <laughs> office. Thank you, Steve. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> uh, we spoke about uh, the philosophy of the winery, the philosophy of my uh, of the team or where we where we stay, and then is uh, we need people that uh, breathe the quality and then leave the quality yeah uh, is uh, uh, for sure we need the professionist but we need that leave the quality and then the style of life that where we are right right that is the main thing for you yeah, the, the people will uh, feel that yeah absolutely breathe the quality live yeah. the quality i love yeah. that yeah let's for folks who are not necessarily familiar with prosecco in general mm. Um, where, where, uh, first of all, you know, many people might not know that Prosecco is mm. a region, first and foremost, that, you know, they see the well, word on the bottles. Where is Prosecco in Italy? In Italy. Uh, mainly are two regions. is a portion of Veneto and then the Friuli. Okay. Um, it's about nine uh, So that's provinces. in the northeast. Northeast. Right outside of Venice. Yeah. It's uh, 50 kilometers in the north, where is the Valdobbiadene Superiore DOCG that is located? But I'm, maybe I make a step behind. Uh, Prosecco before the 2009 was the name of the fruit, mm-hmm. not the name of the area. Okay, from 2009, Prosecco is name of the denomination. You have the biggest den- portion of the denomination that is Prosecco DOC that uh, goes uh, from uh, Vicenza, that in the nor- northeast close to Verona, that is quite famous for the Amarone, to the border with the Slovenia, with Trist. And then it's about uh, 25,000 hectares under vines. It's mostly flat. Uh, then there are there are there are the area that is surrounded that the historical province that is Treviso, that is Prosecco DOC Treviso. And then is where we stay, where we live, is the only hills, is the Valdobbiadene and Conegliano area, DOCG Prosecco Superiore. It's superiore by uh, the history, by the passion, and by f- mainly for the, the, the terroir. Yeah. The hills, there are only hills, and then the hills make the difference. From the for the production. So so that was that's the differentiation the hills uh, versus the flatlands or so and and then we should say that those hills were maybe created by glaciers and and, and we consider those moraines. What really makes the difference is for sure the hills, but the composition of the soil. Yeah. The different soil, clay or limestone, depend in the in which hills you are. There are about 15 municipalities in the Valdobbiadene Prosecco Superiore DOCG area. Uh, about uh, 8,000 acres on the vines. Um, Eight acres, you, not hectares. Sorry, hectares. Okay, so, so my we'll mistake, see. sorry, but, but is hectares. So hectares. that's around 20,000 acres, 21,000 acres, and... Um, and that is uh, roughly half of Napa Valley, just to give us a perspective. Media, uh, just to give us a interesting. A, so maybe a, it's a little bit less than half of Napa Valley. Yeah. Napa Valley is forty-five thousand acres. Eight. 
8,000 hectares. Yeah. Not acres. Right. Sorry for that. Yeah. Um, um, and then it's about um, 80, 85 million of bottles. And then this, that's it. Right. Uh, mainly is sparkling. 92% of production is sparkling. Around 90, to be easy to remember. And then sparkling, what does it mean? Is a wine that have minimum four to six, around six atmosphere of pressure after the re-fermentation. For the Prosecco, the re-fermentation is an inox steel tank under pressure. Yeah. Well, let's dig Same. into that a little bit deeper, but I want to first finish. In 2009, yeah. in 2009 yeah. you said uh, it moved, the name Prosecco moved from the grape to the area. Yeah, for sure. What then what happened? happened? What happened? And that uh, Prosecco, uh, the before was the name of the, the grape, no? Uh, from 2009, the Prosecco um, denomination uh, took the DOCG appellation. And um, we made a reserve of the name and then practically we had the, the chance to cancel the grape Prosecco name from the um, from the international uh, like uh, classification of the vines okay. and then leave Glera. In the past was Prosecco or Glera. It's like uh, a nickname. Right, <laughs> right. Maybe if I use this. And then nobody know Glera, but was the same. Well, it's kind of similar to something like Brunello, where, you know, if Brunello then went, uh, which is maybe a clone, it's a clone or that's debatable of Sangiovese, but mm. it's Sangiovese. And then if they were to go back and say, no, we're going to call it Sangiovese. But um, but anyway, that's maybe anyway, not the best. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> to be a little bit more clear, and that yeah. is uh, from 2009, Prosecco is not anymore the name of the fruit; is name of denomination. We have yeah. the Valdobbiadene Prosecco Superiore area. Is the the historical place? Is the what we said before, uh, eight thousand uh, hectares under vines is only hills, and then is the historical place. Then yeah. we have the DOC Treviso surrounding the Treviso area, and then the DOC that is the other uh, denomination in the which is very large. Is for sure bigger. Yeah, I right. think is by the 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 hectares is three times. Okay around three times yeah. and then um, different soil different hills but um, from this date who would like to plant uh, glera outside the denomination have to call glera okay that is important yeah before and then they did uh, in like, for example in brazil and then in australia they plant the prosecco yeah and they are still calling prosecco Ah. There are two production Brazil because the, these two countries didn't sign the international agreement, and then there are two countries that are still producing prosecco. Then is the Australia and then the Brazil. In but the it's other not country, the real, but it, right, it's a little bit different yeah. from our prosecco. And yeah. then uh, I taste a little bit more fat, a little bit more round. It's right. difficult because the wine is the result of the soil and then the weather. Right. And then the passion for sure, what the, the growers put, and then different soil, different exposition give for sure the different product. Yeah. And so is Glera pretty much the only grape in that, in, in the area? Um, uh, or, or is that tricky? Um, by um, you have the chance, uh, is allowed by disciplinary, to add 15% of Bianchetta. Ferrera, Verdiso, that are local grapes, or Chardonnay, Pinot Bianco, and Pinot Grigio. Uh, but these grapes um, have to be in the Treviso province produced. 
Okay. You cannot buy fruits from Alto Adige or from wine from Alto Adige and that add bash beef from the area. Right. So 100% has to be f- of the grapes have to yeah. be from the area. Mainly yeah. uh, you could add a, you could add a little bit of Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay mainly to give more body, more chef life, more structure to the wine, no? Yeah. This is because the, one of the most important characteristic of the Prosecco is the freshness, the fruitiness. Um, and uh, we are trying also to give a little bit more shelf life. Yeah. That uh, with the with a little bit more body. With a little bit more body. Yeah. Or otherwise, you could reduce the heat per rector like we do. Uh huh. In order to have hundred percent glera and then have still a good shelf life. Yeah. So so Borgo Luce is one hundred percent glera. Yeah, for sure. It's hundred percent glera and hundred percent estate fruits. And and do you does do most people talk of the the best proseccos are usually hundred percent glera or or is that a debatable thing? Depend. Depend. Okay. It's so different. The denomination is so different, and then it's also so different. Uh, maybe many times uh, we can say that uh, because we do hundred percent glera, we do the best. Prosecco. We, yeah. Mainly, we do what we like, yeah. and then we like uh, an example brute style. But uh, because we are in the right place to produce this type of style of prosecco, right. and then uh, the denomination is um, is quite as uh, uh, a different uh, nuance. Yeah. Uh, if you move in one miles uh, also less, uh, the composition of the soil is different and this position, and then the, the result is different. And then I think that we have to produce what is in your hands, and then what uh, we like, and then <laughs> <laughs> what we like is the best way. And then we, we do that, we do that, and then we do that, for sure. Right. Uh, Steve, I might bring you in, in and just uh, get your impressions as to, you know, do we see this higher quality tier of Prosecco, the Valdobbiadne, Corneliano Valdobbiadne, the DOCG, uh, much in the market? I mean, what percentage would you say of, you know, Prosecco in Texas is is DOCG? Not very many, not yeah. very much. So Prosecco is still a growing category here, and it's it's really moving up the category of sparkling wine overall. But DOCG and specifically, we don't see a whole lot of people with that demand yet. Mm-hmm. Prosecco is really driving sparkling wine right now. Right. But it's an affordable luxury that people are just now discovering. Yeah. And the last 10 years have been awesome for sparkling wine. But Prosecco is really leading the charge. It'll be just a matter of time before people start looking at, okay, I want the best quality Prosecco I can get. Right. And that's happening. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's so many topics here because... I think that most people just think of Prosecco. Oh, I like that. But like what you're saying, Alessandro, is that um, where it's grown within Prosecco makes a difference. Whether it's brut or extra dry makes a big difference. Whether, you know, it's a state fruit, all of these things are, are, are make a wide variety of qualities. So not all Prosecco is, is the same. <laughs> yeah, um, many times uh, what happened that the, the power of Prosecco that is, uh, is uh, permit me easy drink. Right. No? When you have a glass of Prosecco, you don't think uh, you <laughs> a movie. <laughs> no? You would like something really good in the quality. No? And then also one of the characteristics of Prosecco that also is... Um, is for is the quality for all the pockets, right? Also in the high hand quality of prosecco, is a segment that many people uh, can buy. 
That is the power of Prosecco. But many times, uh, sorry, Steve. No, no, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what what happened many time? Um, uh, what has happened that the, 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 at the beginning the Prosecco was a little bit more fruity, and then uh, with a little bit more dosage, and then people are thinking mainly, especially far from or where uh, as produce is produced about a wine that is sweet, fruity, easy. To drink for Bellini for Mimosa, no, and then now what we are doing, me, Steve, or our guys or our team is uh, is try to uh, explain to the people that exist also a real dry style of prosecco yeah. that could be for appetizer for sure for a party, but also for a portion of the meal or for a complete meal. Right, depend of the body on the structure of the characteristic, and then in which way the winery is working. Uh, when uh, um, at the beginning Prosecco was uh, 20 years ago, 15, 15, 15 years ago, the three, the the, f the last part of the months of the year was uh, really most important. The holiday season for the sales of Prosecco was the, the the top sales. But now what is really happening that the Prosecco sales are really good in all of the months of the year. January, February, March, uh, August, uh, for sure, it'll be more for the end of the year for this occasion. But is the Prosecco is not only the party wine, is the wine for, for sure for uh, make also cocktail. Uh, if you do with the, <laughs> the Porcolucci, will be a really good cocktail. <laughs> but I know I not use it to, to mix with, uh, but right. uh, you can. And then if you want, if you like, it will be really a good uh, cocktail, but to drink poor. Yeah. And then what is want to offer offer is a bite of the estate, a bite of the soil, a bite of philosophy. I feel that when you drink a cup of Borgoluce Prosecco, you feel the hands, the human hands that produce, that uh, is my wife, <laughs> but also who is the owner, who is the, the characteristic of the, the of the owner, of the family, of the philosophy. And then uh, I think uh, I'm... Um, I would like to say that you feel that is really elegant style of Prosecco. Right. Tiny bubble, really clean, vertical drink, uh, or really perfect for all the occasion. And then is many the characteristic of the family. Yeah. Of the family. Really, really elegant, really round. Really, that is, that's sophisticated. Yeah. Not so, sorry. <laughs> sophisticated, whoever, no? Have, uh, Maybe uh, we want people to enjoy this every <laughs> yeah. single day. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, well, let's can we can we talk about how prosecco is made, and then maybe insert how Borgoluce does does things a little bit differently. Yeah. I mean, what are the particulars of that philosophy? Yeah. The, what we do uh, is um, mainly we have our our vines right. in special places. Um, so that twelve thousand hectares, that or a, a twelve hundred hectares yeah. that you talk of, yeah, but that's not all vines, right? No. no, right, of course. Thank you. Mainly we are a farm, right? Where many different agricultural activities are uh, working together. We have uh, open range pigs, open range uh, cow, limousine race. We have water buffalo for the production of the cheese. Uh, on the flat part of the estate, we have the cereals for the production of the flour mm, that we sell or we use to feed our animals. 
And so then, could you could live off of just that the estate? We do uh, that. We do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, with a part of the cereals, with the corn, with the fermentation in special silos, uh, we have the production of methano. The methano fuels an engine that produces electrical energy. Methane. Methane. So, so, so you're actually. Um, That's right. Uh, the, I forgot this fact that not only do you produce all of your food for the farm, but you also produce all the energy, right? Yeah. By the law, we have to. We can take for us what we need, and then the the rest we have to sell by the state. Wow. But the the um, is a special green energy. And that's methane, all from methane production. The methane production by the fermentation of the corn, uh, mainly is second harvest of the corn. In this way, we have the possibility to have a better rotation of the, our um, cereals because you don't need that the corn is completely ripe for the production of methane. And then after you could do that with the second harvest of these uh, cereals. Oh, wow. And then after the fermentation, what you have, after the free fermentation, what you have is the fertilizer for our fields. Then the state is uh, sustainable, is organic as much we can for sure. Wow. But about the wines, uh, we have about 50, 52 hectares in the DOCG area. So 125 acres. Yeah. Uh, that means we have used only our fruits. It's really important. Wow. Low yield per plant. Yeah. Can you tell us why the low yield makes a difference? What, what, when you taste the fruit or the wine made from a, a lower yield as opposed to a higher mm -hmm. yield, what, what is that difference? Uh, we have to, to know that the Prosecco is really a, a vigorous wine. If you don't make the right... The, the Glera vine, right? <laughs> yeah. Glera, yes. Ah, sorry, yeah. make a mistake, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the Glera, the glera um, is really uh, vigorous. Uh, it's like an athlete. An athlete. An, like a, an, an athlete. An athlete. Yes. An athlete that runs very fast. And then if you don't control at the beginning the production, you could have three, four times what you really need uh, by the disciplinary. Right. And then they will lose characteristic uh, power and then also shelf life at the end. Just to explain that, the disciplinary uh, is the set of rules that the DOC or yeah. the DOCG sets forth. So we should say that within the, that, that disciplinary or within those sets of rules, the Prosecco DOCG, the Corneliano Valdo Biadne, yeah. limits the yields more so than Prosecco, just the regular Prosecco DOC. Yeah, for sure. For and then, sure. And then, then it's up to the producer you might even limit the yields more than what yeah, the... What it is up to you. And then also right. what we do, we, we set the vines uh, with a little bit more plants. Respect the beginning. Because uh, in the past, there were around 2,000 plants per hectare. It was not a lot. Right. <laughs> then also wow. someone tried to, to fit a lot what uh, they did for the red, to have more body, more structure, and then they did the 5,000 plants. But you will lose the characteristic. For sure, we'll, you will have more body, more structure, but you don't have the, the freshness and then the finesse. Mm. Mm. And then now the right quantity, what we do is about uh, three... 1,500 plants per hectare is in average uh, what we put in the vines. Right. And then this, in this way, we could have a little bit more strong power, a little bit more um, full body, but also maintain the freshness, freshness and then the acidity. Yeah. 
We should say um, that if folks want more information uh, and on all of the agricultural products, I mean, you mm. have on your website mm. all of the agricultural products, everything that we're talking about. Uh, it's www.borgoluce, that's B-O-R-G-O-L-U-C-E dot I-T. Okay. And, um, and, and the, the website is cool because it shows how wine is just a, kind of a small part of, what, of, of all of the things you do. Not a small part, but... Mm. Uh, but, but there, there's there's not too many wineries that do the breadth of, of what Borgoluce does. At least I, I don't see that many. No, there are not many yeah. estates like this. Right. Um, we are mainly a farm, yeah. and then all the agricultural activities uh, are working together, like I said before, and then wine for sure is important for us. Yeah. Because people recognize the Valdobbiadene in Conegliano area around the world. Uh, the other products we have a uh, good cheese from uh, mozzarella from the milk of buffalo the mozzarella main the yogurt right. uh, the cacciotta we have uh, from the pigs uh, some charcuterie from the cow a really good steak <laughs> and then uh, really good corn and then a uh, little bit of honey a little bit of olive oil this right. year was a little bit disaster for the olive oil because it was a little bit of cold at the end of uh, April, and then a big portion where we live uh, will not have olive oil. Wow. But it's due to the nature. You see what is happening in California, what mm, oh disaster goodness. was happening in Texas, and then right. Florida, and then, but it's uh, in agriculture. Yeah. And then uh, you cannot really forecast everything, yeah. but it's by the nature. Um, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Alessandro Samogin, who is a manager of Borgo Luce, a Prosecco producer in the heart of Prosecco, the historic heart, Valdo Biadne. Uh, and Steve Alley is with The Sorting Table. Uh, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I, I think I, I like digging deeper into, into this region uh, because there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of room for more education on the consumer side. So hopefully uh, you're learning about Prosecco in a, a little bit finer detail. Let, Let's, we we kind of touched on it, but so, um, of course, the wine starts in the vineyard, then it comes to the winery. Um, how is Prosecco different from uh, other sparkling wines, Champagne? I know that the goal is to kind of maintain the freshness. Yeah, um, the goal is uh, make the major, the most part of the work in the vines, <laughs> right, right. and then have really great fruits. Right. That is the the main job. In in the winery, we, in the winery, we have only to maintain, to try to maintain, and then give the best results of the characteristic of the prosecco in one bottle. Right. That's it. And then it's really important the control temperature. Is really important the east, but mainly uh, is important the harvest period. Right. In order, uh, we need acidity to have a right sparkling wine. Right. And then prosecco characteristic is um, are mainly the freshness, the fruitness, the. But we want to have also uh, the, the right sapidity, the minerality in your mouth, and then try to give uh, a, a complete sparkling wine, because many times uh, a lot of prosecco are um, doesn't have body, 
a good bouquet that right. many disappear right. quite fast. And then in the mouth, you don't have a sensation of uh, a good wine. Right. Uh, happens sometimes when you open an old mag, an old Jeroboam, that the wine uh, doesn't have the bubbles, but you feel the wine. Yeah. No? And then you have to have the same sensation with the Prosecco, without bubbles. Must be really fat, must be um, with a good body. Right. That is, that, that's what we would like to give. Not only bouquet, but a complete uh, sparkling. Right. And then for this reason, it's really important. And the yield is really important, which way you manage the fruits. Well, you know, champagne and, and cava, uh, especially, you know, your inexpensive cava, mm. might make up for that by having the time on the yeast where, yeah. where, where the quality, um, you know, or that mid-palate, as you say, mm. comes maybe a little bit more from the yeast and um, and those flavors and structure from the that umami characteristic from yeah. from the yeast, but prosecco doesn't really have that extended period of time on the yeast to to get that. So so in your what you're saying is that it all comes back to the fruit. Yeah, what we do in in Borgoluce is also after the first fermentation, uh, leave the wine on his proper yeast, the good uh -huh. yeast for yeah. five to six months at 10 Celsius degree. That is a little bit dangerous because you could have other fermentation, uh -huh. other fermentation. But if you do that in the right manner, the wine will have more complexity. Uh, so it's almost like a hybrid between Prosecco and Champagne, or you're getting that... But uh, in the tank, in the tank. Sure, sure. In the tank, in the tank. Uh, that gives, for us, give uh, more effect than leave the wine after the secondary fermentation in the autoclave with the east. Yeah. Because uh, at this time, the temperature will be lower. And then you need minimum six, eight months, uh, Charmant, a long Charmant method to have the effect of the, ex the yeast in the wine. Can you, can you explain that in a little bit more detail, that, that sec where, where Prosecco yeah. gets its bubble from? Yeah. After the first fermentation... You have white wine. Yeah, we have the still wine. Exists also a Prosecco that is a still wine in the market, mainly in Treviso and Venice province. Like I told before, the total production is about 80, 85 millions of the Prosecco DOCG, Valdobbiadne and Conegliano Superiore. The, the Tranquillo, that we say in Italiano, the, the Tranquillo, <laughs> is about 150,000 bottles. It's really... Still Prosecco. Still Prosecco. Right. Still Prosecco. It's really a tiny production, local production, really good with some fried food in Venice. If you go to Venice, it's local tradition with a good acidity. But uh, for us, the Prosecco is sparkling. Yeah. Okay. After the first fermentation, we have the still wine. The wine stay in Borgoluce for a period with the East. Uh, many times you could have the Prosecco, the new realize of the Prosecco, the new vintage uh, before the Christmas period if you do everything a little bit more faster. Wow. And then if you don't keep the wine in the East, for Borgoluce, the new vintage will be ready minimum in March, April. Right. Uh, um, the, in the year uh, after. Right. After. And do you or other producers blend any vintages or it's always the freshest uh, vintage? <laughs> what we do uh, is a good question. <laughs> uh, what we do, we keep some reserve wine for the other vintage to blend 15, 20% of reserve wine to blend with the new vintage. 
to give more balance in the two vintage and then to give more complexity. Yeah. And then it's not champagne style, but uh, looks a little bit what uh, they keep the reserve wine for blended different vintages, no? If uh, I'm well informed. Yeah, <laughs> I drink right. champagne, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite, yeah. but... Um, the, the, the Prosecco has inside the, the, the great opportunity um, that uh, you could drink a bottle of wine, a good quality Prosecco, a, a bottle of wine easily. Many times you don't want fat wine, uh, powerful wine. You want something in the quality, but with a good uh, drink. Keep dig, drink drink ability drink ability so <laughs> no? and then give you satisfaction yeah and then also you have to think that uh, is uh, you could is in the pocket of uh, of all the guys to buy a bottle of right. good prosecco right um, it seems to me that prosecco is kind of this balancing act between maintaining the freshness and the liveliness and the fruitiness, but then in other ways still trying to give complexity that, that high-quality sparkling wine mm. lovers really yearn for. And so it's that, that balance which is very tricky. Yeah. That and you're, then, not just, you're not just sorry. only fruity and you're not just you know, covering up the fruit with, with the yeasty qualities. And yeah, do you, do you feel like that balance is a good way to describe uh, Prosecco, Steve? Yes, I think so. I think that consumers are also looking for something fresh and something that's easygoing and friendly. And I think Prosecco is doing that. And, and I, I do take back what I said earlier that, that people are looking for something a little bit more high quality when they're going to a shop and they said, okay, great, I've had that $12 thing. Right. What do you have that's 24 20 something like that. I want to bring something just a little bit nicer. And I think that's somewhere where Borgoluccia can come in is because they have a higher quality price point. Right. And also a higher quality uh, production method, too. Yeah. Respect to the land and respect to the farming. Right. Um, well, I always tell people, you know, try to go... Um, to, to have somewhere more specific on the label, you know, a general uh, uh, denomination or, or, or place of origin that's really huge is uh, like California, it's not telling you much about the wine. Whereas if you're then going into the region, but then if you have a single vineyard or a single estate, uh, you know that there's something special about that place. And that, that I think is a really um, important concept. Let's wrap up the the production. So in Borgoluce, they uh, you spend some time on the yeast as still wine, and then it goes into the autoclave to yeah. to, to to get its bubble, right? Yeah, for the presa di spuma. Yeah, we say in Italiano for the for the refermentation or the secondary fermentation. And then in French, it would be pre de mousse. Pre de mousse, for yeah. sure, for sure. And that what we do, we add the yeast and uh -huh. sugar. Right. is allowed in this uh, part of the vinification because in Italy is not allowed to put sugar in the wine by the law. Right. In other country you could uh, right. to give more alcohol content, but in this part of the vinification you could add the sugar. Right. The temperature is about 15, 16 Celsius degree and then the the yeast transform sugar in bubbles in CO2. Right. Okay? And then a little bit more alcohol. At the end of this refermentation or presa di spuma, uh, that minimum 30 days, 
you have a wine with bubbles and then a little bit more alcohol and then for sure with sugar inside. And it's pressurized, this tank, I mean, the bubble, you yeah, can't it, allow the bubble to escape. No, the, 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 <laughs> the, the bubbles cannot uh, leave the tank. Right. It's, it's under pressure. It's yeah. under pressure. At the end of this uh, fermentation, re-fermentation, you, will, you could have different style of Prosecco. Brut style that goes from zero to 12 grams of content of sugar per liter, or an extra dry that is from 12 to 17, that is sweeter. If you translate, makes confusion because yes. I think that a lot of people are buying extra dry Prosecco thinking to buy something sweet, something dry. <laughs> but it's not the opposite, but uh, like the opposite. And then at the end of this, you have the dry that is from 17 to 32 grams right. of content of sugar per liter. Right. At the beginning, the mostly of Prosecco was a little bit more sweet. And then now uh, it's becoming dry and dry. The best-selling Prosecco around the world is still the extra dry. Yeah. And that sweetness, what does that sweetness do, in your opinion? Um, was it, is it just to make it kind of lighter, fresher, or, or what, what, why? For sure, a little bit more sugar uh, has uh, different effects. Uh, sugar gives more bouquet. The same wine with more or less sugar is different, give uh, more body. And then also sometimes, unfortunately, mask also the defect. <laughs> Prosecco in his DNA has a little bit of bitterness, bitterness, no? And then a little bit more sugar could help also uh, mask uh, this one. Yeah. But um, if the sugar is well balanced by the acidity and then the, fru the good fruit, uh, you could have a good well-balanced Prosecco also in the extra dry style and then has satisfaction when you drink. Right. I think um, that there is a right moment for the extra dry, a right moment for the brute. Right. And then after that is your taste. I for sure prefer in, in, in all the occasion the brute style, but it's my style. But uh, extra dry has his some moment. Is uh, is also a good idea with some little bit more spicy. Mm -hmm. No, what we did um, last uh, during this year, and then uh, we had the earthquake in uh, in the center of Italy. Right, Amatrice, Amatrice, no. And then we had the opportunity to give a little bit of support of this uh, poor guy. Um, uh, offering uh, a plate in our uh, restaurant. We, we have also a, a small restaurant, Osteria, in the state, where the menu is uh, about 85% coming from, the, the products are coming from the state. And then we, uh, we, mm, we add a dish that is not typical from Treviso, the matriciana. Mm. And then the matriciana spaghetti, uh, a sauce, is spicy, and then the really good combination, what with the Prosecco extra dry, that is a little bit more fat with the Riva extra dry, more fat, more powerful, and then was a good uh, idea to pair the matriciana with the... Um, wow. And then uh, uh, they gave us the opportunity, they, they give a little bit support if you sell this plate, uh, some part of uh, of the proceeds uh, go to go yeah. to these guys, wow. and then. But uh, the extra dry has his moment. Yeah, my favorite is brut. Right. Um, also, my wife prefers the brut. Right. And then uh, we are more uh, brut oriented in Borgolucce. We have four different brut. 
We have a lamp that is DOC Treviso, that uh, is uh, 12 grams of content of sugar, are the youngest vines where we produce little bit more fruits per plant, a cuvee from different parts of the, the hills we have. But, but the, so, the, the, so the Lampo, let's, let's slow that down mm. because I want, because this is an interesting talk. Mm. Um, the Lampo, which is Treviso, not Valdobbiadne, yeah. the reason, is that still all from the estate or is there, um, uh, why is it Treviso and not Valdobbiadne? Because of higher yield? Uh, we have we we have a lamp with the youngest vines. Youngest vines, okay. That cannot have uh, the same quality of the the ones the older vines. Right, okay. And then uh, we have a product for the market in another price point, and then but in the quality coming from the hills, right. and then giving you some of the characteristic of the hills, right. A little bit more approachable style with 12 grams of content of sugar is in the border between brut and extra dry. Um, so, uh, um, could happen also that Lampo is DOCG declassified when some tank really don't have the right characteristic to be DOCG Valdobbiadne Prosecco Superiore. Good. Brut, though it's on the border with 12 mm. grams, and then that's as opposed to your Valdobbiadne, which has a little bit less sugar still, right? For sure. Yeah. Our flagship is the Brut, DOCG Superiore. Uh, has uh, seven, eight grams. It's quite dry style of Prosecco. Yeah. 100% glera, uh, really clean, really vertical, really has a good sapidity and minerality. Tiny bubbles is the glass of the Prosecco that I like to have uh, all the day. Yeah, and then it's really good for a part of the the meal yeah. for the appetizer, and for the charcuterie, for the cheese. It's really good uh, food pairing with many stuff, many good stuff. Yeah, and and so the the concept is, and maybe Steve, have you jump in here too? That um, that there is uh, this freshness that's coming from the fruit, and not not a fake sweetness coming from the sugar that's added. I mean, there's a little sugar that's added, but that's just to balance, right? But that's I mean, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that typical Prosecco style is, is, is really coming from, from, from the fruit. Well, when you also see the, the typical Prosecco out there, Alessandro is right. You see that extra brute, extra dry style um, really coming through here. And it is a really popular style, so it's different to take this kind of Prosecco out to the market. People don't expect the dryness. They don't expect this richness. Yeah. They don't expect that balance. And that comes from that reserve wine that... Um, a, Traditions used in champagne, but you also see this here in Prosecco. Like, wow, this this Prosecco is balanced. It's also very fruity, but it's got a lot of complexity. And if people are used to that extra dry style and they see this brut style, they're like, oh, this is something different. This is something that we're bringing to the market that's a little bit different that's not your typical stuff. Right, right. And then uh, I know that it's it's not here in Texas, but I do want to kind of touch on it. Is the the there's even a designation of the hillsides, particularly of yeah. of prosecco. Can we just touch on that briefly? The rive. The rive. Yeah. Is the maximum expression of the part of the Valdobbiadene is the maximum expression of the soil. There are forty three small uh, villages or where you could have the river appellation. Our, our is, we can't use crew because it's a, a French, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, French word. Rive is much more Italian, I believe, <laughs> yes. Well, well, 43 crew. 
Okay, so but you know, Barolo is 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 an Italian region that's mm. really tr- that's really taking on the word crew, you know. Yeah. But um, but uh, I like I like that 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 it's a, a different word, a different designation. Yeah, Rive means steep slope. Yeah. And then uh, after Rive, you have the village, where there are the vines. So you'll see the word Rive, and then Coming the name from, of the, and then the name yeah. of the village. For sure, the Rive has another disciplinary inside the DOCG disciplinary. The hill is lower, the harvest must be by hand in a small basket, and then by the law, you have to put the vintage. Must be single vintage. Ah. This is the, the characteristic of the Rive. In our portfolio, we have really a special Rive that is a, an extra brut. It's not allowed at the moment write, write extra brut in the label because the brut covers all zero from 12. Usually the extra brut is under five grams of content of sugar, but our Rive has two, maximum three grams of content of sugar. It's really dry style, really mineral, really good body, perfect uh, combination with the complete meal. Right. That is a tiny production. And then uh, also the hill is, uh, I told before, I think, uh, that is uh, less respect the classical DOCG superiore. Yeah. After that, we have another small production that is uh, really something particular. <laughs> it's a col fondo. It's the Prosecco with the sediment. Is what uh, our my father, my grandfather did is the refermentation in the bottle. Right. It's like Champenoise method, but not at the end. The ferment we put the wine on the and the and the yeast uh, in the bottle uh, at the beginning of the spring, and then you have the refermentation naturally by the warmer temperature uh, temperature right? temperature. At the end of this, you are not really sure. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> Mostly happen, happen fortunately. Uh, you have a semi-sparkling wine with the eastern side because we don't have the degorgement. Right. And then this wine is amazing because at the beginning it's a little bit more fruity and then step by step will be more uh, oxidate and then more uh, easty taste. Right. Is that a style that's becoming, um, you, you said that it's it's the very old school style, but is mm-hmm. it is it um, being used more and more by producers today? Is it becoming more in vogue or, or um, just something that you're doing to honor the tradition? Um, usually, uh, this wine uh, is a um, give more deepness to the portfolio, to the importer, to mm. the clients. Uh, this wine, really, all our Borgoluce wines need to be explained to the customers. But this Prosecco Col Fondo really need to have a little bit more time right. because the wine is cloudy. <laughs> it's completely dry because the yeast will eat all the sugar inside. And then uh, you need time. Is um, you need a little bit more attention. I really like this wine, but uh, for sure you need a little bit more time to uh, invest time. And then in the people that uh, are looking for something different, for sure. Yeah. Steve, when are we going to see the Colfondo? Uh, I hope to see it real <laughs> soon. Uh, I really enjoy drinking this style. I had it for the first time last December, and I thought the texture of this wine is going to raise up Prosecco even again, just for a distinct style that you just don't see here on the marketplace. Um, it's, it's kind of rare to see these sort of um, undisgorged, cloudy, very texturally rich style of Glana. Yeah. Gorgeous right. stuff. It really is. 
and um, and and traditional method is allowed by the cons- uh, by the disciplinary, right? Yeah, and the disciplinary is moving now. We would like to move uh, from the semi-sparkling to sparkling called fondo, and then call this wine storico. Oh, cool. Uh, and then also we would like to add the extra brut style in the Prosecco classification right. because we need to be more clear with our customers. No? Right. I wish we saw a little bit more transparency with labeling because yeah. the larger brands that you see, they really don't have much in the terms of how much sugar are you actually getting. Right. You don't see that at all. The larger, I call them brands because they're brands. You just see Prosecco and then maybe you see DOC, maybe you don't. Right. You just see basics. Yeah. Well, um, you know, always look for that designation. And for sure, the DOCG does make a difference in terms of quality. Um, but, uh, well, we've got a few minutes left. What, any, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, you've been organic for a long time for the most part. Um, is, uh, is that where folks are going or wh- wh- where we're going to, s- we want to see more transparency in what other folks do. What, what's new and exciting that are, that, that is in store for Prosecco. But, uh, mainly I would like to invite you in Borgoluce. <laughs> <laughs> Was it easier to see than uh, high? I think we should have a field trip. Yes, we should. <laughs> we'll be, we have also many things to see and then it will be easier for people that visit uh, Burgluce and understand what we are really doing because uh, you, c- you could speak about organic, you could speak about biological, but you have to touch mm-hmm. what uh, we are doing and then when you see you really is really more uh, effective. Yeah. And then you see a land like uh, that is equal like uh, 100 years ago and then you see what they are doing. This is a, is a private property, but yeah. it's open for all the people. You could walk, you could ride, you could cycling, you could enjoy everything. The, the only uh, thing that we have to do is respect this uh, special piece of land. We yeah. have also some apartments, some rooms, if people would like to stay in Borgoluce and then uh, enjoy the, you are in a Aussie, in yeah. one Aussie, no? When you arrive, it's incredible. And then uh, this is a really nice sensation. And it's very accessible from Venice. I mean, you could fly into Venice or even uh, Milan. It's a little bit further. Yeah, Venice is the easier. You have also Verona. Venice is the third airport in uh, in Italy, and then it's well connected also by the train. Right. And then you could spend. Uh, you could. Uh, we are quite um, close also to the Dolomite. It's uh, 100 kilometer far from Cortina. Is one of the pearl of the Dolomite. We are in a quite strategic uh, place in in the Veneto. Yeah. Uh, you could really um, be out in a special world, but quite close to over the comfortable uh, style of life right. that the Italy could uh, offer. Wow. Well, um, I've got to, got to plan my trip. <laughs> 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 well, uh, this has been a true pleasure. Alessandro Samojin and Steve Alley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I hope to see you again, again soon uh, on your next trip. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, your time and then give uh, me, give us the opportunity to speak a little bit in what we, what we do and that we are trying to do and then what is the, the quality Prosecco, uh, what is the, the main characteristic of the Valdobbiadene Prosecco Superiore di OCG area and then uh, what is different uh 
Yeah, um, and uh, you know we want to keep on talking about high quality wines that that link us to the land and and to the people and to history. So, uh, bravo for that. Uh, this is another bottle down on Co-op Radio. My name is Mark Rayshap, and we've been talking with um, Alessandro Samojin and Steve Ali. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I will post information on the blog, and the podcast will be up. So um, keep on enjoying some lovely proseccos, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Huck.